Tonight, we are super excited to welcome Ken Domic, a YouTuber who's known for his popular channel, KBD Productions TV, where he reviews fast food, pizza candy, and all kinds of different foods. That's me. That is you. Ken, thank you so much for coming in this week. Um, I know we've known each other for a few years through working at Henry's and all the gear that you've picked up from us. Thank you for that, by the way. Um, but you do so much more than we can ever talk about in the store. And we're going to talk about that on the show tonight. Awesome. Um, before we get to that, though, I just want to say hello to Aurora and Ryan, who are obviously co-hosts with us tonight. Thanks, guys, for being here this week. And uh, let's let's find out what you've been up to. Aurora, what have you done this week? What's Any big news? Any any vacations any things you've done possibly <laughs> you're feeding right into this uh so <laughs> at the beginning of my week i was camping i was in civil point i was there for two and a half days i went right after i had a shoot on sunday and then spent there sun spent sunday night there uh, made all sorts of awesome food um campfire cooking and and, and that kind of thing so it's a lot of uh, a lot of good food. And then uh, we'll I let Ken back. be the judge of that, actually. And, <laughs> and review the food that you had and yeah. let us know about Monkey it. Monkey bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> campfire um, food. Yeah. Yeah. I made campfire baked potatoes. I made campfire apple crisp and banana, melty chocolate banana in the campfire. Okay, uh, s'mores had too, but that's like melty chocolate baked. banana. I've oh. never heard of that. Melting well, <laughs> I don't know how to call it, but it was like a, a, you take the banana, put it in foil, you put chocolate, you put graham crackers, you put like other stuff in it and put it in the campfire. I got to do like, to try by the sound of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Just um, make sure you do it outside. Campfire, yeah. not inside. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no inside campfires. No, no, that would be bad. Not, not uh, but otherwise, a uh, great week. I, I went back to work and yeah, it was a pretty snappy yeah. week. I went back to work in meh. <laughs> it, you know, we reopened. Um, well, I mean, not reopened. The stores have kind of more lax guidelines right now. No um, minimum capacity. It's just social distancing and stuff. So that's been kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely interesting is a good word for it. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, how about yourself, man? What have you been up to this week? Uh, this week, it's been pretty crazy. Obviously, with work, I've been... Uh, Mourning the uh, the fortunate loss to uh, the Stanley Cup Finals that the Montreal Canadiens suffered. Mm. So you know, and I'm we still gave kind of you so much that. time for that. I know, I know but I'm happy <laughs> <laughs> to be back on the show. I've missed you guys. It has been uh, it's been too long. I feel like I've only been a part of one episode over the last month. <laughs> one, but a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and congratulations on how far the the. Um... I want to say the Leafs went, but you don't care about the Leafs. The Habs, how, how far they went this year. Good good yeah, run. Great fun games. I'll take all the credit for that. <laughs> As you should. As every Montreal fan does. <laughs> all right. Um, nothing big for me this week. Pretty much just the same old, same old. Getting through the day. As Aurora says, retail's opened up. So the um, I, I got to say this. What's really frustrating in the world of in our world of retail right now is Everybody's like, oh, I, I bet business is picking up. I bet it's getting busier. Like business would have been fantastic if stock was available pretty much throughout, in my opinion. The hard part is getting the inventory into a store. And unfortunately, customers don't quite understand that COVID had a lot to do with that. So hopefully that'll level off soon. Time will tell. And I know our purchasers are probably working their butts off making it happen. So let's keep our fingers crossed. 
Yeah, I also think that people just, uh, there's a lot of people out there who thought we weren't open, even though we've been open for like- It's true. For in-store shop. We've been open since last May, uh, basically, like some of our Henry stores. So, um, And even the ones things. that weren't open for in-store, we were doing curbside. Curbside, we exactly. So, so uh, it's one of those things. It's, uh, But we had a rush when we reopened for in-store shopping. Um, and then now that it's just like looser restrictions, I think it's not making a big difference for traffic. So, yeah. Well, hopefully people are happy. Hopefully yep. there's no new cases. New market is two weeks case free, which is fantastic. No new cases, no current cases. So that's exciting. Very. All right. Speaking of exciting, we've got one of the most popular food reviewers from YouTube here with us today. And I've been looking forward to this since the minute you said yes. And thank you again for doing that. Um, Ken, do me a favor. Tell the world who you are and what your current specialty is. First of all, it was an easy yes for you, Brian. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> not a problem. So uh, I guess I started doing, uh, I heard about this thing called YouTube and started watching it and then uh, realizing that there were people out there making money on this. And I'm like, if they could do that for a living, then I could do that for a living. And then it took me many, many years to, to find my niche. Um, I, I tampered with skits, cat videos, of course. Um, mm -hmm. I started doing roller coaster videos. And of course, there's only so many roller coasters you can do when you live in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I didn't have the money to travel around the world and go on roller coasters all over the place. So, uh, and people only watch roller coasters roller coaster reviews during the summertime so you'd see this influx of views during the summer and then it would die during the winter time i'm like well i gotta find something that people do all the time and uh, so my son found this really cool game called minecraft and so i think i ended up doing about 800 minecraft videos on my channel so it literally stopped being anything else but a gaming channel and then uh every once in a while something weird would come out like um, to Tim, the very first food review I did was Tim Hortons came out with the breakfast sandwich, which was directly competing with McDonald's because people, as you know, would go to McDonald's, grab their egg McMuffin, then drive over to Tim Hortons, get their coffee and go to work. And mm -hmm. so Tim Hortons wanted to take that part away from McDonald's. And of course, I thought that was such big news. I did it more of a news thing than I did as a, a food review. And uh, I also wanted to see if it was any good. And then from there, uh, people just kept asking me to do more stuff. And the double down came out. And so I did that. And their, their videos were so bad. Like, I think the first one I did with uh, the, 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 what's the uh, Canon 5D back when it first came out with video. And uh, I had this huge 5D stuck to my windshield with this big suction cup thing upside down and you couldn't see it. So you had to like guess if it was pointing at you and, and uh, so, and then the next one I did with a cell phone. And then from there, I think I just graduated to a um, GoPro, which I actually bought from your former manager with Nathan mm. way back in the day. So uh, yeah, and I shot with GoPros from then on. And then again, everybody just kept asking me to do more and more food reviews. Like, hey, I want to see you eat the Big Mac. And I'm like, everybody knows what a Big Mac tastes. Yeah, but I want to see you eat it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> So I did it and it did well. And then, oh, you got to do the secret menu item. What the hell is a secret menu item? Oh, you got to do the McGangbang. And I'm thinking, oh, 
Now I thought people were trolling me right, with these names. <laughs> no, nope, it's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, so I started, started looking it up. I even like remember talking to my mom about. It. I'm like, I go, people want me to do this thing called a McGangbang moment. I go, oh, no. I, well, I can see Brian. Sorry, just googling it now. Maybe you should yeah. explain what it is to Brian, just to save him the trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More, there, like, well, you might wind up in some weird internet areas there just by searching it. So maybe we should just explain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so a secret menu item uh, is just something that's just not on the menu. Some McDonald's and some like the secret menu items across the whole fast food industry. Some places will make it if you ask for it. Some places will be like, nope, you have to buy it separately and then put it together yourself. So McDonald's will not make, as far as I know, McDonald's will not make a gangbang for you. So you have to, you have to get a McDouble and then just ask for a uh, junior chicken patty. And then you just put the junior chicken patty in between the two patties of the McDouble and you've got yourself a McGangbang. And then, it, and again, it costs... Back then, when I first did it, it was two ninety, and it was it's kind of a lot of food. And I'm like, for two ninety, like that's and kids like like once people saw the video, people have been doing it before I came along, but because I pimped it out big time, that's got like I don't know, I think it's over a million views now. So like lots of people have they when they go to McDonald's, that's what they get because it's cheap and it's a lot of food and it tastes great. So, so when I grow up. I want Urban Dictionary to say something about me. <laughs> Have you read what Urban Dictionary says about when you type in Ken Domic? No. Okay, so <laughs> I won't read the whole thing, but um, <laughs> they definitely referenced the McGangbang review. Oh. Uh, yeah. So it's the negative side. When you're on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> yeah, or something. <laughs> the negative side of what you do. Now, you, you mentioned earlier that people – ask for it. People kept asking you for it. In my world, like I've done some YouTube stuff in the past, never had any followers. It's, it's never really clicked for me. Um, but when I say people have asked for it, it's usually two or three people in my community have said, hey, would you do something? When you say people have asked for it, what are we talking about numbers wise of how many people would come to you and say, hey, would you sometimes it'd be one person. And again, back in the day, I had like maybe 800 subscribers. And then, you know, somebody would say, can, can you uh, eat this? And so I'd be like, okay. And so I would shout them out in the next video. Hey, Brian asked me to do the McGangbang. And so actually, I, just, I was actually afraid to say the word, thinking YouTube would ban my chant, my my video or whatever. So I was really paranoid about that video. No, um, we'll be sure to hashtag it in our in our notes. We'll make sure yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Searchable item. So, you know, and then, you know, and then Aurora just happens to watch the video and says, oh, Brian asked for something and Ken shouted him out. So she'll ask for something. And then it, just, it literally took off. And at one point I was getting, I think back in, I think it was 2014, 15, I was getting like 23,000 subscribers a month for wow. quite a few months. Or no, was it that high? Uh, no, I, was, I think it was so 17,000. It was like 750 subscribers a day at one point. And I was That's just like, insane. wow, this, this and, and, and the projection was I was going to hit a million within like two years or something like that. And then, uh, but then it just plateaued. So people just, you know, people get sick, like people get sick of everything. So, you know, everything has its run. And then once the run is over, people just stop watching, but they stay subscribed for some reason. I'm, I'm glad they stay subscribed because again, I'll, I've got 500 and almost 550,000 subscribers right now. And I'll put out a video and I'll maybe, I'll definitely get 50,000 views, 
but depending on what it is, it will drive it further if it's something really crazy and exciting. So, you know, again, just recently somebody said, Hey, I want to see you eat at a gas station for 24 hours. And I'm like, okay, well, why eat at one gas station? Let's eat at three different gas stations. And I did that and that did really well. And then I said, well, the next stage is let's go to the States. And so I went across three different major gas stations in three different States, uh, South of Lake Ontario. And then that one did really well. And then somebody said, Oh, you got to go to the world's biggest gas station or truck stop in Iowa. And so I literally that day I booked a ticket, flew to Iowa the next week, uh, went to this gas station in February or uh, this truck stop. And it's just, it's like a huge mall and there's a, tr and it's a truck stop. It's made for truck truckers. And uh, I think they can fit up to, I don't know, 500 to a thousand trucks in this parking lot. And uh, it's just the, the biggest truck stop in the world. So I just lived there for a day, ate all the food as much as I could. And I did their buffet. And then they have like a mall, like a food court in there with all the different kinds of foods. And they got, you know, truck parts and you can get detailing. Like this is crazy, uh, typical American, huge out of control building. And uh, that one got, uh, got a million views really, really quick. Mm. And then everybody's like, hey, you got to go to Bucky's in Texas because that's the biggest gas station in the world. And they've got like 90 pumps. And it's like a, it's like a, the size of a Walmart, but it's a gas station. And <laughs> everything's Bucky's, everything's Bucky's related. So you, you get a shot glass, it's got Bucky's on it, mugs, T-shirts, uh, the food's got st stamp of Bucky's on it. Like Texas loves their Bucky's. And that video <laughs> took off and radio stations were talking about me and, and uh, this, hey, this Canadian our Bucky's is so famous. This Canadian came down and just to eat at Bucky's all day long. And, uh, and that video did really, really well too. So, and then I just kind of, and then, and then everything's plateaued for a bit. And, uh, and then now I'm starting to do these stealth camping videos. So you got to keep changing. You got to keep adapting. Some channels can continue doing the same thing forever. Um, for some reason I can't, I got to keep evolving somehow and, uh, sleeping in my van, <laughs> eating, at Walmart, last last one I did was Walmart for 24 hours. So, uh, you know, I ate the pre-made foods that they had, and then I also bought foods and cooked them in my van. So, that's right. You've got a setup. Uh, tell us about your stealth van. Uh, it's a night, sorry, 2011 uh, Chrysler Town and Country, and that I converted into basically a camper. But it can't look like a camper. It's all about stealth camping. Is you you can because you see cars everywhere. But you have no idea if somebody's sleeping I'm sleeping in them if they've turned it into a stealth camper. So so it's not illegal to sleep in your cars. Uh, if you're trespassing, then it's illegal. And there were, I think, I, I went to four different um, Walmarts, and two of them had signs up saying no overnight parking. The other two didn't. So Newmarket and Aurora didn't have signs up. Um, but I ended up doing the Aurora one. And, uh, yeah, so I lived there for so 24 hours. Thanks to you. Now we're going to start seeing signs in those places, right? That's <laughs> the way I look at it is if, if I, I'm going to, I'm trying to make sure people understand and hopefully when people see that video, they realize that I didn't purposely stay somewhere where I was, where it was illegal to stay. Right. You know, not necessarily it was illegal. It's more like, you know, the owner of this property doesn't want people sleeping in their car overnight in their parking lot. So I, and I'm so I'm trying to teach, teach people to respect that. And obviously don't throw all your shit out, or sorry, throw all your crap out the, out the thing when you're done and leave, which some people do. Right. And that's those are the people that cause the problem for everybody else. So like 
there's a lot of people that literally sleep in their vehicle every day for years. Mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately, the people that cause problems make it harder for those people who actually rely on being able to stop somewhere and sleep. Um, you know, there, there are places you can and can't do it. And unfortunately, there's a lot of places you just can't because people have wrecked it. No, I'm kind of curious. Have you ever had any issues while doing these overnight trips? Because obviously you're putting yourself in some vulnerable positions at points, I would think, when you're in a parking yeah. lot overnight. And I'm scared every time. Yeah. I, every time I park, I'm like, I'm stunned. I'm paranoid, right? So I first started, I have a, had a, a Volkswagen T1, and I, that was the first time I slept in a vehicle. Uh, and again, the, the whole, that was the, probably the worst sleep I had out of all of them because I'm like, I can't believe I'm sleeping in my car. In a parking lot, and I think it was McDonald's was first, and that wasn't bad because it was like almost like a twenty-four hour McDonald's. I guess it's the one on the north end of uh, Newmarket. So, and I parked in such a spot that I wasn't really any in anybody's way. I wasn't doing anything illegal, and I was kind of not hidden, but still mixed with other cars, so that I felt totally safe there. Uh, and I did Burger King in uh, Bradford. And I, just as I was going about to go to bed, I realized I am the only park car in the middle of this park, huge parking lot. It's like a sore thumb, right? And those are the ones that scare me the most because people are like, why mm -hmm. is that car there all by itself? Yeah. And, then, and then I bought the Atlas, which is a much nicer car than my Tiguan. And then I did that. I did two uh, like stealth camp overnights but in like minus five, minus nine weather, which I couldn't believe I did, but I did it. Yeah. And, and then I'm say, like, that's a little insane. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was. And then I woke up and I couldn't see out the windows because I had snow and then I could hear the snow plow coming. And I'm like, oh crap, I got to get out of here so he can do his job. Again, I'm trying to be respectful. I didn't. I, I was hoping it didn't snow just for that reason because obviously the, the snow plows had to come really early in the morning to clear the parking lots. Um, but I didn't want to wreck my Atlas. It's my favorite. It's my nice car, right? So and so I'm like, okay, well, let's try this whole van life, stealth camping. And um, I'm like, well, I need to buy a, the crappiest van I can get, the cheapest van I can get, and then do it for a bit. And then if it works, if I start getting lots of views and make money on it, then I can sell that one and then buy like a bigger van. I just didn't want to buy, like everybody's telling me to buy a Sprinter, but they're like $70,000 brand new Jeez. and up, depending on what you have in it. Right. And then I if you want to deck out. it out, yeah. right. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, well, that's why I bought the 2011 um, Chrysler, but it's, it's falling apart, which I only bought it. I think I bought it. I think it was listed for 4,800 bucks. And then I had to put about three grand into it um, for brakes and wheels and all that stuff. So, uh, but I've made more than that right now on that. So again, the money I've made on it, I'm going to now fold it back over into buying maybe a, like a cargo van. I call them panel vans. I don't know what you guys call them, but I guess they're called cargo vans. Um, maybe like a, the, I don't know, GMC Ford or something, and something a little bit older than just for the- I was going to say, you should get like a 1986 Dodge uh, Maxivan, <laughs> extended cab Maxivan. My father uh, was a traveling salesman for my entire life, and he always had this Dodge. He put three, 400,000 kilometers on that thing, traveling all over Ontario, and he had it set up with like a camper inside. You could pull a little thing out, and there's the bed, and there's the back area for his leather jackets, for his supplies. I mean, they're huge inside. I don't- selling you a car now like listen to me i'm always selling yeah. something 
Yeah, that's that's cool. what it sounds like. <laughs> the, the best thing I, about the van that I got is it's like there's a whole lot of them. So I could be parked anywhere and nobody it's not it doesn't stick out at all. Like people are like like I put my bike in the in the van, I've got a cot, I've got a uh, fridge, I've got all the things I need to survive. Um, and and people have kept saying, Well, the bike's taking up room put on a bike carrier i'm like well that's not stealthy is it it's like everything you own has to be inside that van and when the van is parked in the parking lot there can't be anything standing out on it at all nothing to show that there's it's a camper um as soon as they see that then people come knocking right and, and again nobody's going from, uh, circling back to ryan's thing i've never had any issues i've never had anybody knock on the door or ask me to leave so again i'm trying really hard to behave and park in the right spots and not bug anybody and like i said not stick out like a sore thumb so but have you been very fortunate to hear that yeah oh yeah people i did a i did a when i did the 24-hour wendy's in new in new market um i i had to do a live show i, I do I have members now for my channel and so i give them a special one hour every wednesday for one hour uh four till five um members only live chat and so i parked at another end of the parking lot up against the wall and so there's nothing recognizable about this spot at all but these two young guys they figured it out they had somehow they knew it was like one of those big hydro volts behind me um i'm not sure if you, you, you obviously know the, the thing so if you're going up young street remember where the old beer store was it's not there anymore where the wendy's yep. is so on the very south end of that parking lot, I guess that's the, uh, what, what's that? No frills. Yeah. It's a grocery store. So I was up against their, food their, basis, their, I think, their like food base. I was up against their power vault or hydro vault. And so again, you shouldn't have been able to figure anything out. And of course these two guys from Newmarket knew exactly what wall that was. I don't have, idea. <laughs> <laughs> but again, most people that seek me out are, we just want to say hi and uh, take a picture and, you know, we can't shake hands, but um, I always tell them I love to be able to shake their hand. And I always thank them from the bottom of my heart for allowing me to do this job. If it wasn't for the subscribers and the people watching my videos and I'd be video, I'd be, you know, shooting weddings again. So, uh, <laughs> or working for the school board still. So see, that actually leads me to my next question. Um, the entire point of our show is to talk to people who have managed to turn their passions and their their love for being a creator into their daily lifestyle but everybody starts somewhere else you know started before you were actually known for your channel right. what what did you start off doing and how did you lead from your day-to-day -day, nine to five into the moment where you finally said you know i can do this full time uh like I said, when I worked for the school board, I was with the school board for 18 years. Um, and that, that last year I was there, or maybe two years before I left, I had these two um, co-op students and they were the ones that instigated the whole YouTube thing. They're like, you know, you don't have a YouTube channel? You're not cool. And, and they were make, make fun of me. So I'm like, okay, I'll start a YouTube channel. And I thought it was like MySpace. Like back then, when you heard this thing about YouTube, that was just around when MySpace was kind of big, but it was kind of dying out at the same time. Um, but that's, I just felt it was like, I know, you know, it's like a cat video platform and uh, <laughs> it didn't interest me at all, really. And then I started watching it more and more and more. And then um, that's when I started making my own videos, and that, but trying to come up with ideas 
was crazy and it's very difficult at the beginning. And back then you didn't know what to name your channel. You didn't know what your, you didn't know your channel was going to be a channel. Right. So like my first one was my last name and my birth date. So, so my, my original channel is called Domic 1966. Very eye catching and um, <laughs> ear catching. So uh, over time I changed or so I kept that one for the first three years. And then at, after three years of watching YouTube and making videos, realizing a lot of the videos on my channel had copyrighted stuff in it and you weren't allowed to do that because uh, YouTube's always evolving, right? At the beginning, everybody just did whatever they wanted. Um, but then YouTube started cracking down all these rules and they're like, oh. so I started the new channel, which is called KBD Productions TV. That's when I realized you should call it, a, you give it a name, right? And a proper name. So that's why I came up with that. Uh, and then it just kept getting better and better and better. Um, and work was getting more and more stressful so we had a turnover of bosses kind of thing or supervisors and our new newest manager or whatever decided to go in a different direction i love videotaping and i actually asked for them to keep me in the video part i said I, i'll videotape everything you guys need and edit all of the stuff you need but i don't want to do this other stuff which is PowerPoint presentations. I'm not sure if you've ever done a PowerPoint presentation for somebody else who doesn't know anything about building a power presentation. I don't know how to do a PowerPoint presentation. And so they, we have to learn really fast. And then we have these clients come and sit with us and say, okay, well, let's start with, I don't know, 30 slides. And then they, they'd have no direction whatsoever. So extremely stressful. And I uh, had to take, uh, my YouTube channel was doing not, I maybe was making, let's say, I don't know, $500 a month. So I wasn't making enough money to survive on, but my wife was working full time. And then I also could do video jobs on the side. And uh, so I started doing my own video jobs plus YouTube. And then all of a sudden my YouTube, that's, that's when my YouTube channel took off in 2012 to 13. And then that's when I would never look back. I just, it just kept going. And, uh, and I'm still here doing it. And, and, and back in the day when I had like, again, 800 subscribers and I'd meet these other amazing, huge YouTubers that with 200,000 subscribers back then, if you had 200,000 subscribers, you're a God in YouTube. Right. And so <laughs> knowing, the, knowing those people, and then now my channel is bigger than theirs because they just stopped doing YouTube. And uh, every time, every once in a while, I'll meet up with one of them and they're like, I can't believe you're still doing it. You know, congratulations. And, and you're still making it somehow making it work. And you're like 55 years old where it's, it's such a young platform really. But, but again, I was there's talk to you about that. There's still all these niches, right? So I'm now, you know, there, there are those young uh, food reviewers and, and the young people really gravitate towards them. But I have this, I would love to see their analytics compared to mine because mine is 18 to 55. So I've got this huge, a older range of people and they they love what i do and a lot of them you know some of them are diabetics and and some people have the, uh, have health issues and they love to vicariously eat through me and uh and they don't understand how i can do it and i said i don't necessarily eat all the food and i exercise and i eat really well at home you guys only see me eat you know that food you see me eat maybe once or twice a week, but they think because we see it on YouTube, that's all I do. I do that three times a day. That's what they think. <laughs> Just because that's all they see on my channel is me eating food. So they think that's all I do. And uh, yeah. that's all I do for my job, but that's not all I do every day for the rest of my life. But 
It's a good That's point. Funny. Actually, Aurora and I um, have a lot to do with the Henry's Foundation for Mental Health. And awesome. their Uncaptured Moments campaign reminds me of what you're talking about. They see only what you want them to see about your life. They don't see all the behind the scenes where you're doing your own thing. You're taking care of yourself. You're exercising to stay fit. It's not just um, you making YouTube videos. This is your life. This is your livelihood. And you have to make sure you treat it that way. It's a, profes a professional career for yourself. So right. you have things laid out properly. You you have – how far ahead do you plan your your um, videos? Like is this kind of – like I know you said that somebody said you should go here and you packed up and went there. But do you have like the next five, six videos planned out before your, before now or – not even close. No way. Eh? No. <laughs> just kind of run and gun. From from day one on this on my channel, it is what am I gonna do today? Sometimes people will say, you know, I'll get a bunch of people saying, you know, Henry or Harvey's or McDonald's, doesn't matter. Somebody's got this new item. I'll think about it and it might take me a few days. Uh, if it's really big, then I'll try and get it there as soon as possible. That's that's kind of why I don't usually plan too far ahead, especially back in the day when I just did fast food, because, you know, McDonald's will release something tomorrow. And so that's what I'm doing. And so I, I can't plan ahead because that would just mess everything up. For me. So and it's and it's only, you know, back in the day, it was literally I could just go online, see what's new, go there, eat it, come home, edit, put it up, done. That, that's how I could it'd take me the whole day to do that. Uh, and then that, that would be that one job. Back in the day, I used to do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, three videos a week, uh, food related. Uh, I used to do a Thirsty Thursdays and an Ice Cream Sunday, sun, Ice Cream Sundays, it was called on Sunday. So I was doing five videos a week. And uh, I remember going to my doctor's and he's like, So uh, if you keep this up, you'll be dead in three years. And I said, Oh, that was an eye opener for me. It's like, can we, can't you just like not eat all the food? And I'm like, well, people want to see me eat the food. And so I started doing less videos. Um, and then now I'm doing basically one, one to two a week. And again, I'm trying not, I'm, that's why I'm trying to do what I'm doing, which is incorporating. Like when I do these little small towns and things, I like bring my bike, I get there, I eat something, go for a bike ride, eat something, go for a big walk. And I'm showing people, the town and the site. So I'm trying to make it into an adventure travel sh uh, show right now, just for my own health and sanity as well. And it's more fun to make, man. Like going to McDonald's, buying the food, eating it, reviewing it, coming home, editing and putting it up. That's became monotonous. Right. So, mm -hmm. and it wasn't, wasn't super, well, I used to, I was probably the first person to do two cameras in a car too. I had, I had two GoPros up and uh, that was because one time I, didn't plug a microphone all the way into the GoPro. And when you don't plug it all the way in, it cuts the sound completely off. Oh, and geez. so, so I, that was when McDonald's came out with the poutine. And so I actually shot it, got home, put the thing in the uh, computer, no sound. <sighs> I can't do that all the time. This like, this is the, but the problem with my job is I'm eating food and you cannot, you cannot eat food like that all the time. So I'm like, okay, well, that can't ever happen again. So if I put two cameras in my car, you know, I might not get the good audio from this GoPro and the microphone, but at least this one would pick up the audio uh, enough that I could get away with doing the show. So from then on, I used two cameras. And then after a while, I just got fed up doing two cameras. But that was one, another thing that helped my channel. I had this two camera thing. Eat here and then talk. To, and then I'd have audience one, audience A and audience B. And, and people like to kind of classify them as what audience they were. And, and it was kind of fun. 
it's like you say, your channel morphs, you change, you, you learn something and you adapt and you keep on learning and growing yeah. and doing different things. Yeah. Um, I have an idea for uh, possible food for you. Have you had the, the box dinner from Metro? No. So if you go to Metro and you ask them for the special dinner box, they will do for $20 a whole chicken, a big package of taters, two separate um, of the snacks like macaroni or uh, coleslaw, whatever, and uh, something else too. It's like this big meal for 20 bucks, and it's awesome. Can I, can I cut you off real quick, Brian? He is one man. <laughs> it's true. Okay, man, fair man. enough. Touche, touche. Shelly and I share it for two days, so yeah, it's a lot of. Fun. I have done big food challenges before, and uh, like again, I'm 55, so I I can't do that physically and for health reasons. Like I can I can do it. I not, I'm not very good. I'm not a competitive eater by any stretch, but I have attempted to eat large meals, and uh, uh, like I went to the first time I. I started hooking up with other YouTubers and, and saying, you know, hook, hooking up is wrong right now, isn't it? It's wrong. <laughs> uh, I, I, started, up. I started befriending a lot of other YouTubers. And, you know, when, when you're a viewer and you reach out to big YouTubers, they don't respond to you at all. But then all of a sudden you become this somewhat mm. big YouTuber, they respond to you. And it's just, it's kind of like you're starting to act. And then you send an email to, you know, Robert De Niro and he replies back, Hey, how's it going? And you're like, Oh my God. Right. So mm -hmm. I was just like freaking out and starting to meet all these amazing YouTubers. And that's when I did my first tour, which was, I call it the West coast food tour. And so I, I met up with like five different YouTubers in California. And, uh, one of them, uh, I went from LA to Bakersfield, picked him up and then drove to Las Vegas. And we ate at the heart attack grill and uh oh, no. and i had the quadruple bypass burger and oh, he did no. it he <laughs> did it in and I, I wish i remember how much weighed i think the, i think the burger was three pounds and then, oh, and then I'm, not, and I'm not sure if we had side on it as well but so it's four patties with cheese and and they, the way they stack it they have like big huge thick cut um, onions and tomatoes and the thing is probably stands a good foot tall oh and yeah he he did it in like seven and a half minutes and that took me 19 and uh Whoa. the next day the next day i was hung over because there was so much salt in it that it dehydrated me even though i was drinking lots of water to try and help give my stomach something to help break it down and and make it not just like muck in my body <laughs> the big solid chunk of ma massive meats so i was trying <laughs> to drink lots of water but that's, yeah, the heart that's attack doesn't mess around. <laughs> no, well, the, 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 they, 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 that's the scariest. It's kind of scary. It's the most uh, jaw-dropping restaurant you ever. So you go in there, and all the the waitresses are wearing these skimpy um, uh, like nurse, nurse uniforms. Yeah. yeah, and so you have to put a gown on, like a hospital gown, and then you go and sit at your table. If you order wine, it comes in. Uh, one of those bags, IV bags. IV bags. It's on the thing beside you and you have like the thing is actually you suck your wine out of that thing. So like the whole <laughs> thing's like all, all like a hospital. Right. And uh, there's there, I think their spokesperson died within the first, I don't know, six months. So, cause he was like probably 500 and something pounds. So if you walk in there and you're, they have a, a scale in the middle, it's like a game. It's like a, um, 
This is what I was going to ask you. Is, is this that restaurant where they like weigh and if somebody's over a certain weight that they yeah, eat for free or something? So yeah, that's, oh, that's the wow. scary part. So this person comes in, stands on the scale, ding, 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 three over 350 pounds. And everybody's like, yay. And you're like, what the hell? Where am I? This is crazy. They're like glorifying obesity, right? It's, it's surprisingly like, legal, like what they're doing. Surprisingly I guess the, the the legal part of it is people can eat whatever they want, and it, like, what's to stop you from going to McDonald's and ordering ten Big Macs and eating them? You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah like but they're the not ringing a bell and saying, "Here, yeah, have everything, another." <laughs> everything they have is edible, so you you know this, these are the portions. So I think they even have a called an octoplet, so it's eight patties. So, and I think I think my Did you have to sign a waiver. No, no, okay. I don't. I don't, I I don't recall signing a waiver. Uh, it is possible. I'd have to watch the video again. But if you don't, mm -hmm. if you order anything above the triple bypass uh, and you don't finish it, then they spank you with a with a wooden paddle. So you, there's a mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I remember hearing about you that. You have to hold on to it, and they don't they don't they don't paddle whack you. They they whack you. They hit you hard, right? So they don't and just abuse your insides. They abuse your outsides they as well. Abuse your 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 in your backside. Yay. <laughs> now we're back at the surprisingly legal part. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's the part we had to sign off. So it is in case they draw blood. Draw check blood. that off my list of so places to go. This is definitely probably one of the weird places you've been. Have you gone to any other weird kind of restaurants that's surprisingly uh, strange? In, in Japan, we we went to this restaurant and um, the section of the tables was in what looked like a big boat. And all the way around that boat are these um, ponds and uh, aquariums and you go and catch what you eat. So you oh. get a fishing rod, you dip it in the thing and you hook a fish and then they, you, you put it in the net and then you ask them how you want it. And so they prepare it for you. And so we, we caught a whole bunch of different things from prawn to fish to um, I can't remember where else we ate, but it was just a bunch of things. So that was really, I thought that video would have done really, really well on my channel, but it didn't do very well. The The biggest video on my channel was uh, this out of the way. Like if you're driving down the street, you wouldn't even know this place existed. Um, so a friend of mine who has a big YouTube channel in Japan, his name's Eric from Eric Surf 6. Uh, I met up with him when I went out there and he said, well, let's go to this place. It's got uh, these bamboo slot bamboo shoots cut in half and then they what have water running down it and then they put like a clump of noodles and the noodles as they go by you you have your chopsticks and you grab the noodles and then you dip it into your sauce and you eat it and i thought maybe i'll get thirty thousand, maybe 35 like this this because it wasn't anything big um but i think there's a like a reddit in japan and i think they picked it up and then they it went it went viral so i get back home i, I launched it it got like 30 35,000 views and then it plateaued like at getting 150 views a day and then on the weekend it i woke up looked at my phone on the friday it went to 100,000 i'm like whoa and then woke up the next day 300,000 and then by the end of saturday night it was at a million and so that was my first viral video and then by the end of the year, like coming back, circling back around 365 days, it hit 7 million views. And wow. uh, and so I'm like, oh, my God, like on, on the anniversary of the day I launched it, I, 
pimped it out saying, oh, oh my gosh, you guys are amazing. I can't believe I got 7 million views. And for some reason, I got another million views in that week. And uh, so that did, that's obviously my best video. It's got eight, eight point something million views right now. And that's awesome. So yeah. it's like, it, it's like a contraption. So the, the noodles kind of like float along this thing and you have to kind of grab it and eat it type of thing. So the, the owner of the restaurant the sits at one end. And of course the, th the thing's on an angle, it's a really long, you can have about probably six to eight people on each side of the bench, right? There's okay. two slides. So the people on that side, luckily there was nobody there that they we were there. They were, the people that were there were eating inside. And so we asked to do this thing and it's more of a summer thing. And I was there in the spring. And so uh, Eric's asked the lady if we could do the noodle slide thing. And she's like, no, no problem. So they, they turn it on and so the water runs down the trough and then they bring you like this really nice basket of uh, tempura and other other really cool items and then they have you have this little pot of um, sauce but with the way i look at it i thought it was like a soy sauce so a lot of people made fun of the fact that i wasn't dipping my noodles all the way in but i didn't know it was a soup broth uh so you're supposed to like literally soak all your noodles and then eat it but she gets like a clump of noodles and then puts it on the slide and just that clump of noodles goes by you and if you suck at chopsticks then you go hungry <laughs> do you know the do you know the name I of the place? I was shocked that I picked them up. Pardon? What's the name of the place? I have no idea. Yeah, if you look at my channel, look for the hot top highest video. We we did put a link to it. I think they had a Facebook. I think, but uh mm -hmm. I think I I did put the address in there. Um we'll have again, to ask Norm when he's on yeah. about that. Yeah, there's a lot mentioned. of cool different foods in Japan, like uh, vending machines are a big thing. While you were yeah. there, did you try that stuff? Yeah, we found a place. What's that? Let's Back up. Focus. Yeah, I can't see it. That's, do, do the whole there you thing. go. Whoa. Nice. Cute. Norm Nakamura from Tokyo Lens. Gave me a bunch of the stuff from Japan. All these little things you're talking about from the, the machines, right? No, they just... have like hot food. So burgers. All that too. They have uh, ramen noodles and like just like and they're all, the funny thing is you'd think they'd be new technology, but it's all like from the fifties. So back in the fifties, like even, I forget what they're called, pixel. So they don't, it doesn't have like regular LED lights or anything like that. It has the very, very, very old, they're called pixie lights or something. And um, so, and that's, that's the, all the readouts were like that. And so I did, um, so I, I went, I think it was 2018 and 2019. So when I went in 2019, I, I just kind of hung out with my buddy Paul from Critically Eats Japan, and he took me to this place. I had 43 machines, and it ranged from your typical drinks to burgers to – and so we did a bunch of videos there. And one – I think my burger one is the – got, about, I think, 350,000 views. So I'm pretty happy with that and the fact that, you know, Paul went out of his way to help me – show me around Japan and uh and I, I wish he was in the video on that one so we did videos where I helped I helped him videotape a, a video so he would do a food review and I'd videotape it holding the camera for him I wasn't in it but I was still communicating with him uh and then he did the same thing for me it just so happened that he shot me doing the the burger one and that one is the biggest one for views uh, but it would have been nice if he was in it because I'm always trying to help him grow his channel because he has a small channel I think he's got like 20 or 20,000 now, which is really nice. It's nice to see his channel growing. It's nice to hear you say that. Uh, there's a lot of YouTubers out there who don't seem to share the same kind of uh, desire of, of helping other people get started. Uh, have you 
Yeah, a little more competitive maybe. Um, you mentioned how you've met up with a whole bunch of different YouTubers in the past. Obviously, those were very positive experiences. Have you had any situations that kind of dragged you down and made you rethink what you were doing or um, think differently about the process or even it, did it affect you at all, like in a negative way? Um, you don't have to name names if you don't want to. It's no, just, I wouldn't do that. Um, I, 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 you have your typical haters and trolls and things like that, but nobody's done anything to make me want to stop doing what I'm doing. It's, you know, you, you have a bad day at work. You have a customer come in and possibly yell at you, whatever. On YouTube, it's a little different. They, people will make a video about you and then put that video out to, to try to bring you down. But it, it doesn't bring me down because I have to keep going. So they, people want me to quit YouTube because they don't like me uh, for whatever reason, but how are you going to make me stop, right? <laughs> and the only the best thing about YouTube is their negative videos and, and stuff actually are what's a free promotion, right? Like mm -hmm. they would say, all publicity is good publicity. So whether it's negative or positive, people are like people who don't know me might see that video first and go, "Who's this Ken Domic? This person doesn't like." Go over, watch my video. Oh yeah, I like this guy. <laughs> Subscribe. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So winning, winning. And, yeah. and I'm not a negative person on my channel. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying really. People, I stopped rating food. Uh, that's another reason I stopped doing food reviews. I only want to eat good food because I. Uh, if I do a video where the, the food's bad, people bitch me out saying, "Oh, you're so negative," and and you know you should maybe you shouldn't have ordered that. And it's just like, well. Every time I do a food review and I like it, and I, most of my videos are food reviews and foods that I like, because who goes to a restaurant and orders the one thing on the menu that doesn't even look good to them just to try it? You know what I mean? You're like you always, you, your brain sticks to things that it knows it likes. And so I, I sometimes try to think out of the box and order something new. But um, I, I forget where I was going with that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm kind of curious myself. Have you ever filmed anything and not uh, released it? Just been not either proud of it or realized that it might not get the, the traction that you want or have the reaction that you want it to have? Has it ever been one of those experiences? I have. I think there's three. Um, there's one where I kept calling it chicken throughout the whole video, but it was pork. And I don't oh, know. No. <laughs> Oh, so there, there's a restaurant in Wisconsin. Is it Wisconsin? I think no. Yeah, it was when I went to Iowa, and so people told me I got to go to this place. It's got really good food, and they have um, what's, what's it called? It wasn't. I'm not sure if it was a schnitzel or maybe it was a cutlet. And my brain kept thinking chicken cutlet, right? But it was a pork cutlet. And uh, I just kept saying chicken throughout the whole video. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just watching the raw footage. I'm like, I can't use this. I can't use this. I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should just do the whole thing as a voiceover. People hate it if it's a voiceover. So I scrap. I just, it's just sitting in my hard drive right now. So another one, <laughs> I did the whole video and uh, I get home. And, I'm, and as soon as I started looking at the footage, I had this big zit right on my cheek. And I'm like, the whole video, all the comments is going to be talking about this zit. So let's scrap that video too. So, so there, there's two videos, and of course the one at McDonald's where there's no audio. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. 
It's always um, funny yeah. how uh, as content creators, we have those sort of self-doubts when we try to release oh. things. We might watch something back. And like when you mentioned with the set, I've done that exact same thing where I've gone, I've set up an interview and then all of a sudden I think, oh, no, I can't even present myself. I have to reschedule this only because I know what the reaction is going to be based off yeah. of, unfortunately, the way some people can be. <laughs> exactly. So we've, we've learned over the time of being creators, what we can literally, I cannot, as I'm shooting a video, I know what people are going to say when I do something right or wrong. And so I've definitely manipulated my own career because of knowing what, how people are going to react to certain things. There are times where I purposely leave things in that I know are wrong and I, and I could fix it in editing, but I don't on purpose because I know it's going to make a lot of people uh, comment, not necessarily in a negative way, but um, like I just did a thing. It looks like the word is Ganucci, but it's not called Ganucci. It's like G, G, N, O, O, C, C, I, I, or something. And they're like these what, little gnocchi? potato gnocchi. things. Yeah. And I, I bought them at Walmart. Gnocchi. Yeah, right. So, but I call yeah. I I call it Ganucci about eight times throughout the video. But I managed to figure out how to take that word out of every single time I said it, except the very first one. On purpose, I left the first one in because I knew it wasn't a bad thing. I just I didn't want to do it multiple times to to really piss people off. I just said it the once, and then the, for some somehow with the rest of the video, I either said it and it was easy easy to take out in editing, or I um I just used another word to describe it as opposed to the name <laughs> of what it really was. I'm like, well, these potato things are really good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love you know, new cheese. Yeah, great. another thing I, I love about here's a here's a top secret and piece of information not a lot of people know there are people that do know but the reason i love video production and editing and stuff is because i'm i'm dyslexic so reading and that's why i try to stay away from foods that are like from other countries that i cannot pronounce because i just get reamed by people saying you know what are you stupid you can't read you know what i mean so my whole life has been Wow. You know, reading is difficult. So uh, I don't read. Uh, I have, I can read. Like I've, I've managed, I'm 55 years old. I've managed to get this far in life. Like I can read. It's just not because when I was young and I couldn't read, it made it embarrassing and uh, difficult. So I didn't read because I didn't want people to see that. And then of course that made me fall even farther behind in, in the, in the world of, of learning. So uh that's why I love, and I was from that. I became an artist. So my whole life, my mom put me into art classes, photography classes, anything to do with visual arts. That I was amazing at, and uh, and then over time, uh, I turned all that into um, film. And and you know, I'm not as fluent. I wish I, I knew all the information that that Brian knows about cameras and f stops, and I kind of know all that stuff. But it's just not fluent, and so that's why I love cameras that are automatic. And and you know, obviously, I bought so many cameras from from Henry's, and uh, like I still have my R, my RP, and uh, my 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 uh, M50. My M50 is a great little camera because my wife can can use it really easy for a long period of time. It's because it's so small and light, and it does a great job. So, um, you know, I, I'm. You know, Brian said one time, "Why don't you just use your cell phone?" And I'm like, "Ah, I like that." But I, dude, I just started watching a guy called Van City Van Life, 
and he's been living in his van for four years and he shoots everything with his iPhone and it does a great job. It's unbelievable. It's how you use it, right? Oh, dude, yeah. I bring all my cameras back. Just kidding. Yeah, honestly, it's, it's, as somebody who, who sells cell phones, it's kind of insane the uh, the level of quality that the cameras are on some of these devices now. If you look at it like a $2,000 cell phone, they are very comparable to, I wouldn't say a top-of-the-line camera, obviously, especially no. not in front of uh, Brian and Aurora here, right, right. but I would say they're definitely comparable to like a DSLR camera and, and something that for a lot it, of it things. boggles my mind. Yeah, yeah, and that's and the, the thing, thing that people forget. It's always a specific need that requires you to get a better camera. Yeah. Right? And walk, walking into a store with a cell phone up against your chest. So I've been doing it recently. I've been like, I walk in and I'm like, I press record and I'm like, Oh, um, can I get so-and-so? And the ch the camera is sitting here. Right. And they don't necessarily know, but if I'm holding my RP, you know, I bring this into a store. They'd be like, Oh, sorry, sir. You have to leave. You seriously walk in with something like that. They'll either ask you to leave or something, something bad is going to happen. Um, but this, everybody has them, so they're not going to, they don't even know you're videotaping. Um, well, they'll even be nicer because they think you're going to report them or something. If what? <laughs> they might even be nicer because they think you might report them or something. Right, right, yeah. Like on camera. I, I, camera. I, I did a video at 7-Eleven, and the, I, that was when I was using the, the Sony FDR 3000 action camera. And that, you know, that, that definitely looks like, either a vaping thing or there's something a lot of people can't believe that's a camera um and it, everybody yeah it like, kind of does look like a vape it's like a small yeah, it has a very small so i'd yeah. hold it like as if it was a vape so, a lot of yeah. times and then but i walked into a 7-eleven and i started videotaping stuff and then i you can you always can tell when when you know employees and stuff all of a sudden like kind of look at you sideways and then he goes in the back back room then also the manager comes out i'm sorry sir you can't this was at the beginning of covid sorry sir you can't do that and i'm like um i'm like you know what dude i said I'm, I'm here to actually promote your your store and i and i told him what my channel was and then he secretly let me do it after that but originally he wanted me to leave the store or stop videotaping in their store until i told him what i, I didn't want to, i don't want to say i told him who i was but i showed him that i've done other 7-eleven videos and they've all done really well like hundreds of thousands of views and so once he saw that he's like oh yeah you're that guy <laughs> and nice. so, he let, so he let me do it and so i don't again i don't like to announce myself going into any situation because i don't want them to treat me differently i don't want extra food and things because if i go into a restaurant and they're like oh ken's here you know making this burger and they make it all super awesome looking and then brian goes the next week oh i want that same burger that ken gets and it's half the size and it's burnt mm -hmm. brian's gonna be like you're not gonna trust me right because right. you're like you told me to go there because the food's good and and so i always tell people please don't give me if if they do notice me and then i realize that they they might possibly give me more than i i should get I said, just give it to me exactly the same way you serve everybody else. And I tell them that exact story. I know you don't want people in here getting pissed off because you gave them something different than you gave me. Uh, it's another question I have, uh, special treatment. I know when you come into Henry's, you pay for everything you buy. Yeah. You buy everything and you, you pay for what you buy. Um, I yep. know there's other YouTubers who get sponsored and have all their gear given to them. Is that something that you purposely decided to do? Have you had people approach you to give you the stuff? I know we're kind of running out of time and we have a couple questions yeah. to ask you, but um, uh, Aurora, Ryan, if you guys have other questions to ask, you maybe get those ready. But uh, do you get any kind of special treatment from suppliers or camera makers or anything like that? Back when Nathan was running the store, uh, I bugged him for days 
uh, about working together and me pimping out his store if he gave me a GoPro. And I couldn't believe he actually, at one point he's like, he picks it up and he walks over the cash register. He starts typing away. I'm like, is he actually going to do this? And so he's like, here you go. And I'm like, really? And he goes, goes, yes. He goes, he goes, I get a budget for advertising and you just talk, talk me into advertising on your channel. So I'm like, thanks. And I remember going right back to work and showing, and I, cause I told my buddy that, you know, if I can talk to companies, they could possibly give me stuff for free. And then I'd pimp them out on the, the, the products. And he's like, Oh no, nobody will do that. And so, and then and when I got that, I went and shoved it in his face. <laughs> I'm like, I got to go bro. <laughs> nice. nice. That's, how, that's what I made all my, um, uh, roller coaster videos on. So thanks to Nathan and, and, and Henry's of course. Very cool. And, uh, so yeah, I, 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 I don't go out purposely looking for things like that and I don't mind paying for, you know, I get paid by YouTube and I use that money to buy my products that I need to do it. And if, if, if somewhere down the line, uh, Henry's, let's say a couple of years ago, I said, Hey, can we want to partner up with you? And we want to supply with all the camera gear that you need. And you just, we're going, we want to be a channel sponsor. I would have gone for it, but nobody ever came up to me with that mm -hmm. information or, or whatever. Uh, just recently I bought, I bought, um, it's a solar power generator. So when I'm doing these stealth camps, I need a lot of power to, to run all my stuff for days. And uh, so I, I purposely bought the, the $666 one off Amazon. And then I bought it, made a video on it, sent it to the company. It's called Jackery. And uh, they were so happy with the video. They said, oh, can we send you a solar panel, which are like $330. And I'm like, hell yeah. So they sent me the nice. solar panel and we're now working on possibly a sponsorship. So you never, where, you never know where opportunities can come from. Yeah. And I, yeah. I like, and some people like, like if the jealous people instantly go, call you a sellout, but they, if they actually knew what the word sellout meant, like if I love Canon cameras and then Brian says, Oh, we want you to pimp out this Olympus camera. And all of a sudden now I'm like, Hey guys, check out this Olympus camera. It's the best thing. I'm a sellout. Cause I'm, I, I told everybody I love Canon. I don't want to ever use another ca camera, but because Brian's paying me to use this camera, that's a sellout. But if I love a product and somebody wants to pay me to use that product even more, then that's not a sellout. That's that's making your life money. easier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. That's business. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's something that a lot of YouTubers struggle with because a lot of them like want to be able to make the money that they need. Um, and they're approached by all of these brands, right. Or these, these companies. Um, but they're the, the content creators that I watch, um, one of them being Lisa Schwartz, who's actually eventually going to be a guest on this show. She like you is, um, a, uh, somebody who, only promotes the products and the services that they actually believe in or have used previously before um, if she's planning on doing like a sponsorship. And I really respect that um, in a lot of YouTubers because um, there are people out there that I'm not going to name names or anything like that who will just take any sponsorship, right? Because yeah. it's money. Well, you got to um, have integrity. It's all about exactly. the integrity. Yeah. yeah. But I, I researched Jackery. I love Jackery. I purposely did what I did hoping to get a sponsorship from them. And they're apparently they're working on a contract. And then literally days after that, I got an email from a company 
wanted me to use this like 2000 watt generator and wanted to send it to me for free. And I don't have no idea how much that would cost because the, the 500 one that I bought was like $666. So it's probably a really expensive generator. It looked really nice, but I can't go back now. Right. So, and I don't, and I didn't research that one. So I have no idea mm -hmm. if it's a good one or not, but mm -hmm. I, I literally get stuff almost every single day asking me to use a product on their show. And I'm like, How, what's your budget? <laughs> depends on what it is. So, yeah. You know, I, I got, I got approached <clears throat> by Montana and, and um, like they, people like think that you'll work for food and, and I'm not a dog. I need to pay my, my, you know, I have insurance on my cars and I have cars. I have my house, you know, I have, I have bills to pay. I can't pay that with a free burger. I got <laughs> kids. <laughs> I got to feed them. I don't want to live down by the river. Even though that's what I'm doing. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't get under, you know, some people literally the, 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 the people I respect the most are the people that say, hi, Ken, we have this product. We'd like you to review it, blah, 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 blah. This is how much we, this is what our budget is. This is what I want to pay you done. Okay. Let's do it. But I hate this whole back and forth stuff. Oh, well, can you send us your 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 analytics? We want to see what your your this and this and that. Why even contact me? Like you obviously contact me because you think I'll work good with you. You see the views I get. So why like I get why they want to do that, but I, it's funny how some big companies, I'm talking huge companies, will just literally say, Hey Ken, we want to do this. This is how much we want to pay you. Are you good? I'm good. Let's do it. Of course, I love your product. So, well, they, because they probably dealt with other people and they've had the experience. I know right. I've heard stories about Henry's trying to get in touch or work with certain social media people, and they, the conversations fall apart because one party doesn't know how to talk to the other party. They don't understand what the other party has to offer, or vice versa. And you know, just that proper communication can go a long way for sure. Explaining to them, hey, look, this is what I can do. You've seen what I can do. It, it makes a big difference. Um. Aurora, Ryan, have you got any other questions you wanted to run by Ken before we ask him our questions, our main questions? I have one. It's It might be kind of like a silly question. Um, so I myself, um, I, I have a little foodie Instagram um, that I, I like. Um, and I'm always seeing on uh, these kind of like food pages, these food trends. Um, and some of them are really strange and weird and different. What is the most unique or strange food trend that you've tried? Just out of curiosity. Sastraming. What's that? <laughs> it is a Swedish delicacy. It is okay. raw. What do they call it? Raw, raw fermenting, rotting fish in a can. And if you open this in your house, you will have to demolish the house because it will permeate everything and destroy your house. The smell uh, when you, uh, when a North American smells this, they will start to retch or they will vomit immediately. Oh so, my gosh. So a lot of, uh, and so it's a can and a lot of airlines will not ship this through their airlines because <laughs> if it explodes in, in the cabin, it will wreck the plane. So, uh, so, so the challenge is to eat this stuff out of a can. And so I had a Swedish friend, uh, a subscriber, 
anyway, so he sent me a can. And so my for my 200,000 subscriber celebration, uh, we attempted to eat this can. My buddy Paul. I was going to say attempted. I caught that too. Yeah, yeah. like how do you <laughs> eat something like that? So we yeah, so it's like you know you get your can opener as soon as you as soon as it cracks it sprays like oh. like a skunk and oh, it's, not, it's 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 like getting sewage and a baby diaper and dead rotting fish and just mixing it together and just the smell is repulsive. I just and, keep thinking uh, of stinky tofu. I remember smelling stinky yes, tofu. Stinky tofu is another <sighs> nasty thing I've tried. So, so again, these are all like just strange things to us. Oh, there's also a thing called the century egg. So it's a black duck egg that they bury. In, they, so they get the duck eggs, they bury them in clay for a month. And then the clay or the, the egg absorbs the minerals from the thing. And then when you break open the egg, it's, like a jelly it's a solid jelly and it's black and it smells like cat piss <laughs> oh, God. It, it's had this awful powerful um what's it what's ammonia smell to it so you smell this gl gelatinous thing and it's again it makes you wretch wow. and then when you, when you bite into it like the jelly part of it like the white part is fine Somewhat, but then when you get to the the yolk of it, it's just like muck, and it's just. So we're gonna have to put a disclaimer thing. on this show. Do not eat. Do not watch this show before you have your dinner or something like that. <laughs> I'm supposed to go day, eat pizza right now, and I'm just back like, in the day, yeah, you'd have a, a certain type of following, and the following would demand you have a vomit alert on it. So <laughs> in the title, it would say, you know, Sistrami video vomit alert, and that way the people who are sensitive to people retching uh it's a it's like a disease right it's not a disease it's it's i don't know it's a, a personality thing where if it, when you when somebody sees another person throwing up they throw up so they don't want to be watching a youtube video on a train and then they see somebody retch now they're going to be right so some people and then other people didn't want to know right so again there were youtubers who specialized in eating things that could possibly make you throw up or maybe not throw up so those people gravitated towards those channels and they don't exist and they don't exist anymore and if they do they don't make any money on it because youtube's taken all away um they don't want they don't want people throwing up they don't want people doing you can't do drinking games anymore um yeah anything anything that could possibly harm somebody or and not even harm them like they just don't want kids to try this stuff and that's well, good you got to take some responsibility yeah, yeah. so the, even the, my cinnamon challenge video has been demonetized so it's 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 still up but because people have choked on it and died so you know and the and the chubby bunny remember the chubby bunny it's you put the marshmallow in your mouth and you, you say chubby bunny chubby then you bunny. Put another one in your yep. mouth, chubby bunny a kid died because he choked on the on the marshmallows so it's some yeah. people some people can i don't know what's once something bad happens and it just changes everything right so i just see that as survival of the fittest personally you know that's just me but my, my son and i survived it so we're good there you go problem solved <laughs> all right ryan anything that you want to ask ken uh, my only question would be, I, you mentioned earlier that you're married. Have you ever involved your wife with any of your videos? Has she ever shown interest in being in them? Is it uh, something you guys have talked about? She's really shy. So it took mm -hmm. a long time for her to get, she's never done a food video with me. She's done like a little cooking segment where 
as she was cooking something, I'm like, I go, I love this meal that you cook. Can I just kind of hover around you and videotape it? And then we put it up. I think I'm not sure if it's on my big channel or my vlog channel. So there are certain things that my wife will be in and some things she doesn't want to be in. Um, when we went on our Hawaii trip a couple of years ago, like her and my uh, youngest son were in everything. So I vlogged the whole family vacation, ma mm -hmm. mainly for us. But it was also fun to make it as a vlog and share those experiences with everybody else. Uh, and then another member of my family didn't want to be in any of it. So I literally edited all that stuff out. But and then I put it all back in uh, when it was all said and done. And I made like these big video files that my family can watch with everybody in it. Uh, but of course, the ones on YouTube has been edited. So nice. You know, some certain people don't want to be in it. Some people don't mind being in it. So Carol doesn't mind being in it. Sometimes it depends on what it is. And as long as she knows ahead of time and I don't surprise her <laughs> throwing cold water over the shower, you know, that's not going to fly. Really yeah, no well no white head. prank videos are coming up to your channel. No anytime white prank videos in my head. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Uh, I understand Aurora. that battle. <laughs> Aurora, did I answer your question about the trendy thing? Yeah, that yeah. Like, I mean... There's like the challenge trends, and then there's also like the unique kind of food um, combinations. I I watched one of your videos a while back of the pickle pizza, the pickle pizza, and because um, oh, yeah. that was like a big trend going around, um, and that was kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah. Did you try cool. it? I haven't tried it yet. I'm I'm probably going it's to. Good. It I is hate good. Pickles. And you. <laughs> I, I don't hate pickles anymore. I told people way back in the day because I'd take pickles off everything and people like just why don't you just order it without the pickles and then other people believe that if you know if I went over to Brian's house for dinner and he made a certain meal and I started taking stuff out of it that would insult Brian and he made it a certain way because this is what he likes and this is what he served me. I should at least bite take one. Everybody said Ken at least take one bite out of it before you take something out because you never know. And then one year, uh, I think for my 50,000 subscriber video, I ate a whole jar of the sliced pickles and drank all the brine. <laughs> that, was, that was my own, my own challenge. It, was, it wasn't good. And I wrapped it. Wasn't good. That, it wasn't good. Uh, but I told people, I said, you know what? Over time, I will like pickles because that's all it takes is repetitive because people love pickles, like love pickles. I don't know. Back in the day, I hate pickles. I don't know what it is, the sliminess, the texture. Like, I don't mind the, the, the pickle juice tastes good to me, but the actual pickle itself is just this. Ugh. Um, <laughs> but having it on pizza is awesome. And then the, the first thing I had that I went crazy for was the, I had to drive to the States for the Nashville hot chicken and at KFC. And so I remember getting there and that was when I, again, was listening to my subscribers saying, Ken, when they serve it to you a certain way, at least try one bite. And I'm like, okay. So I, I got the serving of chicken and had all the pickles on the top. Uh, first time I go, I go, I'll try one piece. So I took all the other pickles off, threw them in my bag, picked up the chicken, ate the chicken with the pickle on it. And literally guys, the pickle makes it what it is. And I was just like, like the expression on my face was like, Oh my God. And it basically turned out they didn't give me enough pickles because <laughs> I ran out of pickles before I ran out of chicken. And the chicken tastes great by itself, but the pickle just totally made it. So that's, that, that was that big eye-opening awe moment in my life where you got to at least try, even though you don't like a certain item on your food, 
try it when somebody serves it to you a different way because you might actually like it. And so yeah. from now on, anytime I have anything hot and chicken, it's got to have pickles on it. And so I actually started going back into them. I called them garbage pickles, going back in, picking up the garbage pickles and I'm putting them back. <laughs> and, and so that was a, a fun moment in my, my foodie career. Yeah, that that's cool. Like I like yeah. pickles and that's when I started seeing like the pickle, uh, what's it called? The pickle pizza. I'm like, okay, that might be weird. I've had deep fried pickles. So like it. pickles is kind of like an interesting kind of combination. And then I'm like pickle pizza. So I saw your video because I didn't really see anybody else who had like a review of it. Yeah. And I watched it. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know what? I'm probably going to try it. I just haven't Don't, got around to it yet. <laughs> in my video, I said to people, I said, you know, order order the pizza, uh, especially if you have like a few people over and you're going to order a few pizzas, make one of them a pickle pizza. Uh, yeah. and, and everybody gets to try at least one slice of it. So at least you don't waste the pizza. If, you know, if you order the pickle pizza and you took your first bite and then you had to throw the whole thing out, that's a waste of money. But if you bought, you know, it's eight slices. So if you had eight people over and you had the other pizzas, at least you have food for later, uh, just in case the pickle pizza doesn't hit it off for you. That was, that was my recommendation. I said, it tasted yeah. great. I, I said, I possibly will never, ever order it again. It was fun to eat, but I'd rather have a nice you know, meaty, savory mushroom pizza any day of yeah. the week over, I like trying new pizzas. Like the, the there's, um, uh, Pizzaville has this spicy potato pizza and that's Ooh. freaking good. Like every once in a while, I think I should order that again, but my brain gravitates towards, you know, pepperoni oh, and mushrooms because yeah. that's what yeah. I want. Right? If I'm thinking I want pizza, then I want what I like. You realize I'm like waiting to go have my pizza dinner right now. <laughs> like this whole talk of pizza, I'm just like, oh, I want pizza. Um, so, many so many people have to go and eat after after they watch my videos, or they're wa eating that food while they watch my videos, which I I can't believe anyway. <laughs> such a strange strange thing when I get emails from people saying, you know, you 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 know, especially people with you know, depression or whatever. And they're like, you know how much you helped me over the last year. And it's just like, really? It's like, I just eat food for a living and, and just try to have fun in my car. And, and, and then I, I, I help people. It's like, wow, that's weird. You never know what your, what your wave, what your ripple will do, what yeah. your wake will do in life. You know, right. like you're doing something that you think is just helping you in one way, but really all these other people are taking these different benefits from it. Just like yeah. any kind of art that, that anybody makes. Right. If anything, I thought I'd make people hungry and laugh, and that would be the the motion range right there. But people like send me these like heartfelt emails. Like I I, I couldn't read it to my mom. I had to give it to her, and I said, "You read it." And she was bawling by the time she finished it because this mm -hmm. person was so their life was so changed by me helping them through my videos. And again, I don't even know. It wasn't like somebody asked me to help them. I just do these videos. They watch them, but somehow that. It helps them. It's like, well, you do more than that. You've also raised a lot of money for sick kids. You've also done a lot of, you know, all the time I see you doing um, things to try and help raise money for certain causes. So, yeah. it, I mean, you're using your platform for the right reasons. And, and you know, I've, I've known you for a while and I totally thank you and appreciate you for all of the videos that you've done. Um, every time you come into Henry's with the camera on me, I'm always a little bit excited. It's like, oh, Ken's coming in. It's going to be on his podcast, his <laughs> vlog. Um, <laughs> It's it's really cool what you do, and you've got such a great attitude and approach about everything. So thank you, thank you, thank you very much for keeping so humble and, and keeping, you know, having a good time and making your full time job a fun thing for yourself. I mean that's yeah. super important.
The food bank is, is my, the food bank's my number one because I eat food for a living. And there are so many people in this world who literally don't eat food because they can't afford it. They have to, they have children, they have to, they have to pay all their bills at the end of the day, mom and dad can't eat because they don't have the money to eat. So that's why I wanted to turn what I do into helping people who can't eat and also did stuff for breast cancer because a friend of mine passed away of breast cancer. And, and so we raised, I think over $2,000, there was 2,400 bucks for breast cancer on that, that situation and got her skydiving and, and uh, that was one of her last wishes. So nice. we fulfilled that. And, but again, I love trying to put food on people's tables through what I do. That's an awesome, That's awesome, awesome way to do it. So questions, and then we're going to say goodbye to you. First question, we issue a challenge. I don't know if you had a, a chance to look through the email that I sent you. One of the questions is we have our uh, guest issue a challenge to our viewers, something that you think may help them in their day-to-day if they want to get into YouTube or do something like you do. Uh, what kind of challenge could you issue to people watching or listening to our podcast? I have no idea. Um, do you want to get back to that after I ask you the other questions? Yes. Okay. Next question. Uh, what's your jam? What song gets you amped, gets you waking up in the morning? What song can you listen to anytime, any day and not skip forward? Uh, something that really just touches you every time you hear it. Back in black. There oh, you yeah. go. Nice. That's, that's the one that gets me going. Uh, Billie Eilish right now is like, I don't know. This is something. Polar about opposites that. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I, when I I first saw her on on Hot Ones, you ever heard of Hot Ones? Yeah. It's a YouTube channel where they 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 go through all the different hot sauces and they and they have super amazing oh. huge stars on the show. And she was on that. I'm like, oh, who's this? Oh, it's Billy. Okay, I heard the name Billy Eilish. I thought it was a guy. Not that I put the the music and that I just heard the name thinking that was a guy, but then when you hear this person on the radio, I didn't know that they were associated. And then I put a face to it. I'm like, oh. So I like went online and, and like her like her music like totally changed the last year of my life because she's such an, and then she won every award at the Grammys and you're like, oh my God. And she did it out of her bedroom where yes, you know, all with these her other stars. Yeah. And so all these other big stars, you know, have millions and millions of dollars behind them in these studios and hear these two kids do it in their, in their, in their brother's room with uh, talent and, and, and just awesome. asking questions on, on the internet and basically the world helped them build this album. And so That's she's, so she's cool. my, she's my go-to right now. But when it comes to motivating myself, it's ACDC and, and, uh, and reggae. I love reggae. Reggae is my, my, my jam too. Anyway. Cool. Good choices. All right. Next question. Um, tools of the trade. Now you've seen all the videos, like people who have photography videos, whatever, they always open their camera bag and they say, Hey, this is what's in my bag videos, whatever. We didn't want to do something like that. We want something where, uh, what's one thing that you can go to as a skill or an idea or a thing that really improves your day-to-day -day career. I guess my iPhone now, for, for knowing that it can shoot, like I, I just, it took me that one YouTuber who I, I've met now, like through online uh, to, to see that that's all he uses is an iPhone to know that I could shoot as good as him. He, he does take a lot of care. He, he doesn't just shoot with his iPhone. He likes, he gets in there and he tries all the different angles and he moves and he has like a special little tripod that he's rigged up so he does put a lot of effort and time and that's another thing I, I guess i do too is i 
I'll be at a location and I'll be sitting, you know, on my cot in my, in my van and I'm just about to go to sleep. And I'm like, dude, you forgot to get the exterior shots of the van. And a part of me is like, people won't notice. And then I'm like, dude, do it for the, for the fans, make the video better. And I'll literally get out of bed and get outside and make sure nobody's around and get up my camera and, and videotape all the different angles of my van. So you have this little music montage. And then I put my GoPro and the thing on night, night lapse and videotape myself for the first hour and then i get up an hour before i wake up do another lapse and then i put it all together so it looks like uh, it's a overnight lapse right and uh, just to show that program and it's nice soft music and I, I just have to keep reminding myself to get those extra b-roll shots to make the video that much better and people do appreciate it so i hope that answers maybe, the question maybe that could be your challenge too get the extra b-roll shots get the extra <laughs> b-roll you can never it's you can always definitely have too little B-roll. You can never have too much B-roll. Although totally. too much B-roll sucks because sometimes you're like, put it all on the timeline and you're like, oh, this one's good. This one's good. This one's good. This one. Oh, you got to take out some of it because now it's an hour long of B-roll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought a bit too much B-roll that time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, do you have a separate challenge or do you think that'll work for you? Um. Yeah, let's go with the uh, just make sure you get lots of B-roll and, and uh, make your videos that much better. Because when you're especially when you, a lot of some a lot of times when I do a vlog, it's just me in my car driving from A to B and I'll talk for 10 minutes about things that have happened yesterday and the day before. And I will, you know, that literally could take me 10 minutes to edit that together. But I'll often use take about two hours because I'll actually go back through those days of those videos that I shot days ago and put those segments into where i was talking b-roll on top of the stuff so it literally entertains people because they're seeing what i'm talking about through visual as opposed to me just driving and talking and that's boring so putting b-roll over top of you talking it makes your video so much better definitely keeps the interest up for sure yeah hey ken We've been on for almost an hour and a half. I can't thank you enough. I told you we'd be on for an hour. So thanks for the extra half hour as well. Appreciate it. Um, is there anything you'd like to tell our viewers or listeners uh, before we say goodbye? Uh, anything you have coming up that you want people to pay attention to or anything like that? Um, a, lot, a lot of people wonder how I can eat the food I eat. I always say, you know, don't eat the stuff that I eat every single day. Have it once in a while as a treat. Make sure you get on your bike, go for a ride, go for a walk, and uh, eat well on the days that you're not having those special meals. So you have your cheat days and have fun on your cheat days, but eat well on the other days. I'm trying to make sure people understand that I do eat well at home. Perfect. And stay away from the heart attack burger. And stay away from the, the quadruple bypass burger. <laughs> That's don't, it. Yeah. Don't eat that every day. Awesome. Ken, thank you so much. Aurora. Ryan, anything else you'd like to add before we say goodbye? Thanks. Ken. I just want to say thanks, Ken. That was an awesome time. I, uh, I'm looking forward to checking out some of these videos because uh, I know I'm a huge fan of YouTube. I spent a lot of hours going down that rabbit hole, so I'm very excited to check that out. Check out cool. my Bucky's video. You'll like it. Okay. <laughs> Bucky's. Bucky's in Texas. Yeah, Texas Bucky's loves their Bucky's. I think we're going to title this show, Texas Loves Their Bucky's. Yeah, Bucky's Buc <laughs> in the title. You'll get a lot of uh, Texans watching. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Ken. Ryan, Aurora, Thanks, thank Kyle, you as always. And uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. Take care, everybody. We'll see you all next week. Ooh, 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 ooh.
Okay, now here's the real good stuff. I'm, I'm glad that my my text was open because I literally just started a possible three-hour live stream, <laughs> and and I I just like within probably 40 seconds of me starting it, your your email came through. I'm like, oh, <gasps> I, I thought to apologize to 150 people that I just screwed up. And, uh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, but you could also then tell them that to stay tuned for the podcast that's going to air, and they could watch that when it comes out. I will definitely share that on my, <laughs> on, my on my YouTube.